Good day and welcome to Fab's Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Boswell. Some of you have been with us on the Lenten journey and the Advent journey before that. We come now to Pentecost. If you're just joining in for the first time, you are welcome. And I hope you'll go by the Anchor Spotify app or freddieboswell.com or Facebook where these are posted with links. As these are daily readings from freddieboswell.com from my book, Amazed, Perplexed, and other two-word Pentecost meditations published by Amazon Kindle Direct. Today's reading comes from the preface, or what shall I call, opening thoughts of the book Amazed, Perplexed. And we'll be taking a reading uh, daily, except for Sundays during Pentecost, leading up to the great day of Pentecost Sunday. And today's is simply entitled Opening Thoughts on These Pentecost Writings. And I begin with a quotation from the Anglican minister and Bible translator, J.B. Phillips, which he wrote in the preface of his translation of the book of Acts. Phillips said, The church is vigorous and flexible, for these are the days before it ever became fat and short of breath through prosperity or muscle-bound by over-organization. These men did not make acts of faith. They believed. They did not say their prayers. They really prayed. They did not hold conferences on psychosomatic medicine. They simply healed the sick. We have ruefully to admit that they were open on the Godward side in a way that's almost unknown today. No one could read this book without being convinced that there is someone here at work besides mere human beings. This set of daily devotional readings posted here one by one as blogs, as I mentioned on a public website, and delivered by audio on Spotify. This set of readings was the third in a series of seasonal devotional books, the other two being for the seasons of Advent and Lent. And since that time, I have added two more to the list, another on Advent and one on spiritual war. And as with each of the others, each is generated from a two-word title or main thought. I think in some ways, as this one developed, this may be my personal favorite of the first three. I suspect that's true for a couple of reasons. One is that I have not found much devotional material in place for Pentecost. In some ways, at least in mainline evangelical churches that I'm familiar with in the United States, Pentecost is either overlooked or barely mentioned. It might receive a passing nod in church bulletins on the actual day it occurs on the church calendar, or a pastor may reference it as the birthday of the church, but It doesn't seem to be a birthday that draws much attention, much less a party. (laughs) My point is that I have found a lot of freedom to write on Pentecost, as the subject matter is indelibly exciting and ripe for expression. Of course, commentaries in English on the book of Acts are too numerous to count. However, devotional series of 40 readings that weave together the supernatural events of Pentecost Day are, in my estimation, not plentiful. A second reason I have found pleasure in writing this series of devotionals is that it fulfills, at least in a small way, a personal goal or quest that began in 1972. At that time, as a 14-year-old, I sheepishly admit that I remember humbly trying to set aside time to, quote, write a book on the Holy Spirit. 
I had experienced the Holy Spirit in May of 1970 as the charismatic renewal found its way to the small South Alabama town where I lived. I saw hearts changed, bodies healed, hands raised, churches disrupted. I was introduced to many new teachings, both in person and by cassette tape. Some of my younger listeners won't know what that is, but maybe they can find someone who will. In my heart was a desire to join with those voices to highlight the exciting ministry of God the Holy Spirit. Until that point, I knew nothing about the Holy Spirit, but he was certainly and quite unexpectedly alive in my life, and I wanted to share what I was learning. In my young teenage naivete, I assumed a book was the best way to do that. As an untrained writer with very little experience in my Christian walk who had perhaps preached once in my life to that point, launching in on a book project with no coaching and mentoring. I predictably didn't get very far. However, I remember the longing in my heart to create a commentary on the work of the Holy Spirit. Perhaps after the seed was barely planted and hardly watered more than 45 years ago, this short book is at least an attempt to capitalize on that early eagerness and zeal. As I look back on my Christian life, I quickly confess at times I I see that it's been marked by a lot of zeal and not much knowledge. Perhaps this short effort will at least reveal some increase of knowledge over the past almost five decades. One amazing day that precedes Pentecost is Ascension Day. Again, here's a reference to an important day on the church calendar barely mentioned in the church circles in which I found myself. I discovered that in some parts of our global Christian fellowship, Ascension Day is almost on a level of importance with Easter. Recently, I was on a board of directors conference call with a ministry based in South Africa, and it happened to have been scheduled on Ascension Day. The South Africans on the call asked if we in America celebrate Ascension Day, and we glibly said no. (laughs) They then said it was a very important day to them in their Christian cycle of seasonal Worship. In fact, it's a day that can be taken off from work if requested and allowed under the appropriate circumstances. And as they considered that we were having a business call on that day, one could hear the slight regret in their voices that they had allowed it to happen. We Americans on the call were sort of stunned to hear that, as Ascension Day figures even less into our thinking than Pentecost. But as I have delved into the events surrounding Ascension Day, I have found the preparation writings for it as part of the Pentecost season devotional to be very rich material. And I hope you will also. The scripture says in Deuteronomy 16, verse 16, that each year every man in Israel must celebrate these three festivals, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of shelters, and the festival of harvest. The festival of harvest was also known as the Feast of Weeks, It took place seven weeks plus one day after the Passover and the start of harvest. Later, it became known as Pentecost, meaning 50th. On that day, the priest offered to the Lord two loaves of bread made from the new flour, plus animal sacrifices. In concluding its article on the history of Pentecost, the Lion Bible Encyclopedia says, It was a time of great rejoicing and thanksgiving for God's gifts at harvest. The overall story reflected in the pages of this devotional book describes how God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit worked in harmony to launch a festival of harvest never before seen or imagined. Read on, rejoice, and may I dare say, pray for another feast of harvest 
of similar magnitude. I invite you to join me in this journey. Thank <laughs> you.